0: Hi, I'm Kate and I'm Mandy and this is Love Sober, the podcast
1: for the sober and sober curious. Hi and welcome back to Love Sober, the podcast for the sober and sober curious and this is episode 53 and today we're going to be having a delve into the topic of what do we say to people when we when we don't drink, um, especially i think in the early days um when it can all just feel a bit sticky and uncomfortable um so yes we're going we think it's quite um a deeper topic than on face value of just what you say to people so we're going to have a little look at the kind of internal landscape of what might be going on with us in terms of our feelings and also our expectations about what we're needing from other people and trying to get a little bit more skillful about identifying the correct people that we should be telling what to so that's the idea, um, and it's fabulous if it works. Um, so, but before we crack on, we're just going to have a little check-in. So, hi, Mandy, how are you doing? Hello,
0: yeah, I'm. I'm better than I. What we? I mean, full disclosure. This is probably a bit the eighteenth time we've tried to do this episode over the last <laughs> two years. We've been doing the podcast. It just. It never seems to work, but um, we tried to do it yesterday, and I was well moody, so it's good job we didn't. And I'm a bit more chipper today, so I think it's because it's, it's. my husband comes home. It's bank holiday tomorrow. Um, nearly the end of the school half term, and yeah, I th- I think there's quite a lot of tension that builds up at the end of the month, especially for us because we have a lot of things that like have to be done by the end of the month, so it feels like quite heavy. Mm. But now it feels like we're kind of like shedding that off, so that's quite mm. feels quite better.
1: And you? Yeah, I'm sort of uh, the opposite. I was in I was in a better mood yesterday, and I'm a little bit irritable today. <laughs> 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 I I think it could be because I woke up at like five, and then it was that thing of like knowing that that was the only time I was going to get on my own to do kind of anything, like you said, like ticking off the list, because obviously we do the newsletter on the website. So we're like, all oh, right, okay, so we've got to factor in the newsletter over half-term. Mm. And then we are like, and we've got to file our chapters of our book. And it was like, all oh, right, okay, and that's half-term as well. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just like, right, okay, so I am actually feel like I've been up for six hours now. <laughs> it's just like oh for god's sake but uh, on another note on a positive note it's halloween so i'm really excited because i love halloween and so we've been carving pumpkins and thinking about going out trick and treating tonight so i'm I'm quite chipper about that
0: are you gonna dress up
1: Mm. i might do i might do always a pumpkin one yeah I, was like, I think it was quite um, sort of disappointing to my husband because I think there's that sort of thing of like, oh, you could be a sexy witch. And it's like, no, I was a pumpkin. And I was like, I have to, just have to manage expectations
0: yeah. around tonight. So um, the best best costume my friend ever did was um, she was a uh, part of Marmite like you either love me or hate me excellent and sometimes i scare you but you're just this massive part of my mind i love that brilliant i'm i'm being grumpy about halloween because i don't i don't like it Mm. but you you
1: do not like the whole um is it like um that kind of commercialism or what is it you don't like
0: yeah it's that but it's also like um i don't know the kids were watching this programme that's about... Um, with the the guy from Stranger Things. It's a new mm. thing on Netflix where they basically prank people um, by, like, setting up scares. And I just... I was just like, I just don't like it. I don't mm. like, like, scaring people. I just... Yeah. Anyway, it's... it's... But it's a very, very oversensitive, serious uh, reaction to something that's quite
1: fun. (laughs) I was going to say, because we've got like a little kind of community up the road, (laughs) road, and they just kind of, we all get together at seven, and like the kids have sparklers, and then they all go around in a group to all the neighbours who know, and they all, someone has a party, everyone leaves stuff out, and you leave a pumpkin outside if you're up for it, and if you don't see a pumpkin, you don't knock on the door, and... It's pretty tame, yeah, if, really.
0: Yeah, I think if it's um, if it's well structured, it's kind of one of those things because it's not really done in France, so mm. it's a bit like, why are we doing something that's not culturally kind of, yeah, part, you know, set up properly? Mm. So it just it does feel a bit intrusive on people, and yeah, anyway, fair enough. Yeah. Far humbug. <laughs> oh well, well let's not get on to Christmas then. No, so old kind of misery girls will be good. <laughs> having a go at that <laughs> oh, oh dear yeah um, anyway um what to say to people about not drinking okay <laughs> so
1: we were identifying weren't we the the sort of stages of kind of coming out to people that we've done and the successes and the kind of resounding failures that have happened along the way. and I think well we sort of said that one of the big kind of things in the early days is that kind of fear of I think when you you don't feel secure in your own sobriety and choice um and you and essentially you are you can't get away from it you are doing something that is not normative so it's going against the cultural norm it's also going against what you have done probably for years so there's going to be an uncomfortable thing that so the last thing you want is to draw attention to that often and then have everyone mirroring back your greatest fear of mm. i won't oh you won't be any fun," or why aren't you doing it and da, 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 da. Yeah. you don't want God, to be put boring. on the spotlight yeah so and really what that is is like is that every is is coming out in an unsupportive space because you're doing something that is not normative mm. So, um, and if I'd known that when it, you know, if I could have articulated that at the time, that's been bloody great. But
0: obviously yeah. I was just like, Oh, what? Um, yeah. What I mean, there's you? two things, isn't there? Cause it's like, a, you're having to create language that you've never used before. So it's like mm. literally, I literally don't literally, thank you. I'm <laughs> some small child. I'm not mentioning any names. Um, I didn't know what to say because I'd never mm-hmm. had to say anything about it before. Um, and I think also being quite an open, naturally open person, you know, I really got myself tied in knots by saying too much. And I think the the absolute key thing is what you said is, you know, saying the wrong things to the wrong people mm-hmm. and not understanding um, that there is kind of, a, you know, um, different, different conversations to have with different people yeah. I mean we put it into um an expanding sort of social circle didn't we yes we did
1: we've done it about 18 times and every time you say <laughs> the expanding social circle it's like oh uh,
0: yeah okay yeah yeah come on we're, 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 yes, we're on it but so, it is
1: it's the expanding social circle
0: yeah so you've got you know you've got the people that are you, you can trust with your truth yeah. right so they're, they're your a team of people and and generally in the beginning essentially those are people in within the sober community mm. you know because those are the people that understand um and those are the people that you can be completely honest with without mm. getting any kind of mirroring back of judgment or misunderstanding mm. um and then i suppose you've got the kind of key very close family and friends that perhaps Mm. you need to and this is a difficult one because sometimes you think that people that are close to you are on your a team and then you tell them your truths about alcohol and you realize that Mm. they're not on your a team (laughs) around about that yeah they
1: may be in your eighteen or some other thing but yeah not not your alcohol 18
0: because it's a very very sensitive subject for people Mm. that drink and it was for me you know it's like i wasn't particularly nice to people that did that weren't drinking when i was drinking Mm. um so yeah i mean what i learned is that because i had sort of bad experiences early on not with my family actually but with um kind of randoms at parties Mm. I stopped telling anyone anything like I just went to shut down and so with my parents there was a real kind of like miss they just didn't know what was going on so I had to kind of go back and and share a bit more truth um essentially in a way that I mean it's like talking to (laughs) it's like talking to children it's like you've got to put it on a level that people understand yeah and um and so for me, an access point in talking to my immediate family was through my mental health because that's mm. something that they they could see and they could see that I've been struggling and they could see that I had anxiety and that I had depression and that I had had insomnia, so I could kind of attach it to my mental health. Um, what about you? Um, yeah. Kind of...
1: um, well, I think... For me, that yeah, what you said about the sober community was absolutely key. So, well, I joined soberistas, and it was like I remember sending—I've I've spoken about it before—and sending up that flare, and then having about you know a handful of responses come back to me, and thinking, mm. "Oh my God, I've never had a single response before in the outside world that kind of got it." Mm. Um, So that was really amazing. And then, so I kind of lived on there for months, really. Mm. Um, My husband, I think I've said this before, it was a couple of years before I could properly articulate it to him. And that was when I linked it to shame and self-compassion and all of that work that he understood. And it felt authentic about me because it's still back then. It was still that conversation about, well, are you an alcoholic or... Mm -hmm. um, but I think I was lucky with him because he kind of... He, he sort of thought outside the box about choices anyway. So he, you know, once he knew I was properly doing it and that I wasn't just going on and on. Because we were saying before, sometimes in our... What's tricky about our immediate people that we think are our eighteen, they will mm. probably have heard us saying, I, I'm stopping drinking, I hate drinking, every time we've got a hangover. So with those sometimes what well, in my experience i kind of had to do it uh, and inform them yeah. that, that historically that that's what i was up to
0: yeah um yeah yeah i mean i had a very bad you know experience with that because i'd kind of gone back and forth mm. um that you know i said to one person like right you know it was after particularly it was like right you know that's it i've kind of done you know I'm, I'm stopping drinking again and and she said like all right, that's great, just crack on with it now and shut the fuck up about it. And I just, yeah. <laughs> and it just completely broke oh. me um, mm. because it was like, well, it was like, right, you really don't, you really don't get it and mm. you really don't sort of have my my back on this, you know. And so that was a big learning curve for me about, you know, essentially we, we're still socially in contact, but we're not, Mm. you know friends in the same way because it was just like right that's this isn't going to work she meant it as a joke but it's like yeah it just it (laughs) it wasn't funny yeah um and I think that's the thing because what's so hard is that you especially early on you are vulnerable and it's like you're kind of the one that needs support and you need people to be like this is brilliant and what Mm. you get back is like as you said people kind of questioning your choices or or belittling you or ridiculing you Mm. and you find yourself sort of sort of baby step sort of tiptoeing around people because they're drinking Mm. you know so you don't offend them with your non-drinking yeah it's like a really (laughs) it's a backwards thing isn't it situation which is Mm. why talking to you know sober people in sober communities whether it's on instagram or in a group is Mm. so valuable because it's like those are the people that aren't going to turn your back yeah and I think even with that I mean because what happened for me because I went back and forth for so long you know they got to the point where I was just like I can't go back on soberistas mm. again and be like hi again <laughs> mm. I'm back and actually I could have done I mean mm. I, I really could and people you know know and understand but what's great now is there's so many communities mm. that you can just kind of go, right, I'm just going to go somewhere else. And that's mm. what I did. I set up my Instagram and that was kind of and then I went to She Recovers and that was kind of my second home, mm. as it were. So I think people get very worried about having to say, OK, I'm starting again mm. um, and that, you know, d- don't sort of worry within the sort of sober community you can always find people that will Mm. support you um i think one of in terms of the expanding social circle one that is the Uh, the one that is um most i certainly got in most trouble with was kind of the randoms mm. and well, work colleagues and school mums that's kind of one you know where you think you're yeah. quite close, but actually your um your social time is around kind of alcohol and mm. and and are quite surface, I um, think the antibiotics is quite a yeah. useful
1: one for them,
0: yeah, especially
1: yeah I mean I was talking days. to a friend
0: of mine the other day and she was saying that when she went if it's anything to do with work she just pretends she's drinking she's just like it's just none of their business mm. whereas i would be like yes and this and this you know and and just yeah wearing my heart on my sleeve to mm. the wrong people but the worst i think is you know randoms at parties yeah. have you had any experience with randoms at parties well
1: i had I have <laughs> I've had a bit of flack from my neighbours. Mm. But I've got a lovely neighbour and he's um he just so won't be listening to this. <laughs> and um but for for a while. I think we've we've gone over there for like um for an evening now and with another couple and and well, another couple that's a school mum and she actually really understood about she's had mental health issues so I can't remember Well, she was like are you not drinking and I was like oh no and then my other neighbor said oh no she doesn't and she was like oh good on you and I said she's like why is that then did you just you know were you just out of control sort of thing (laughs) and I but now I've got that I was like well no just you know sort of mental health it's just much improved and now I kind of work with it oh you know I I was like oh Mm. it feels like a long time now I don't even think about it that much which is a lie, because I love to think about it all the time and talk about it all the time. <laughs> but I minimized it. And she just said, Oh, well, well, yeah, that's so brilliant, isn't it? Because it, oh, yeah, the anxiety and the da 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 da. And then, and then she was like, Yeah, I, but I, um, what did I read? She went, Because I stopped smoking with Alan Carr, so I've read Jason Vale. And I was like, You can knock me down with a feather. um, but then, so, but then the husband, he's always like, All right, Kate oh you just I think you just need a drink love like whenever (laughs) he sees me and it was really funny because I think he said something that night and both the women leapt to my defense and went you leave her alone we think she's doing great and it was so Mm. nice and I thought I think part of that is that ability to talk about mental health and I do think Mm. the conversation shifted so and also because I now know how to frame it a little bit and maybe i'm just easier with it so i'm not like judging i don't i never was judging anyone anyway but maybe i hadn't articulated it so that was completely not randoms was it you asked me about randoms um so randoms the other thing was my i think i've talked about it before i got caught off guard quite recently by my someone in my Mm. theater group who really asked me out loud like because I really wanted to fit in and I wanted to be accepted and they are you know mostly musical theatre and drink very little so you know not you know proper normies kind of situation Mm. and so yeah the lady there one of my my co-actor people just sort of put me on the spot and was again just kind of asked a very like oh were you are you an alcoholic then or some something like that mm. um and it was interesting because I was driving home with my other fellow uh, and she's a she was a teacher of my uh, of uh, my daughter at some point and she said I can't but it's interesting how it shifted because she was like well that was awkward then I can't believe she put you on the spot how bloody rude you know are you okay and it was again like people being very sisterly you know mm. and supportive so yeah but I did feel like oh I didn't explain it right I was like well no it's a bit like this and oh but it's a bit like that and I, yeah so you can not get caught
0: out can't you I think that's the thing it's like when you're not expecting it Mm. and then you kind of like try to explain it Mm. and then you kind of and then that allows them to dig deeper you know because I went to a party and I wasn't it was that thing of like you know her at the time his daughter was friends with my daughter so you want to be like nice because you know you want to maintain that for your kids Mm. but I wasn't sure about him and and he just, like, wouldn't let it go, you know. It's just like, so why don't you drink? And I'd be like, well, because, you know, I have insomnia. All right, but you can have one, like, you know. So, mm. But And just keep kept bringing it up and, like, mm. so do, can you drink cider? Do you want a beer? And it's like, no, I don't drink at all. Mm. It's like, well, why? And then it's like, well, because I used to be, like, a real party girl. And it's like, well, you know, and it's just, like, in effect. And I left not only feeling really kind of, victimized and like i'd been bullied but really angry Mm. and really frustrated because i felt like i'd lost my voice and i couldn't articulate and you know and i was like i'm good at this shit like Mm. you know we talk about it all the time yeah um
1: i think you're right though i think it's that thing of when you get caught off guard and suddenly so the power in the conversation is with them so it's mm. almost like how do we regain that foothold very, very, very quickly if that's happening would be yeah
0: what um, i 've no- what I've noticed now is actually like i mean firstly i I don't say much, like mm. I try to sort of i just minimize it like, yeah, no, i don't drink or mm. um, or like if they're really random. I mean, I wouldn't do that now because I'm extremely proud and I'm happy to have the conversation about it. But at the beginning, definitely, it would just Mm. be like, just don't say much at all. Um, And also just silence is pretty powerful. Like I went to a dinner with some school mums and, you know, they had sort of all had a, a glass of wine with lunch and then they were all having a cigarette after. And I hadn't said anything. I just had water. And someone was like, do you you know do you want a cigarette and I was like oh no I don't smoke and then someone else chipped in was like oh yeah she doesn't smoke or drink and then this other woman was like why what are you an alcoholic and I and I just looked at her and was just like and I didn't say anything and mm-hmm. that was pretty powerful Yeah, was just like yeah that's good was, isn't it you know, leave that
1: hanging because that's hold
0: that hanging
1: yeah like, yeah let's just let's just sit want- here for a minute let's just yeah. sit here and let you- where do you want me to
0: start with that yeah do you want me to say yes do you want me to say no like you know what what, what actually is the answer you're mm. looking for so yeah. yeah I mean it's good to have some you know certain one-liners I think you know you mentioned yeah. like um like the I'm on antibiotics Mm. I mean obviously if you can drive early on it's great because then it's that's kind of a get out free jail free card isn't it Mm. um I'm I don't want to that was what someone said the other day which was I don't want to anymore which was really nice Mm, that's so empowering yeah I like Um, that Humor, i mean, yeah, you've got a few humorous Oh, God, ones. no, don't.
1: Well, yeah, because I think I'm absolutely hilarious. <laughs> um, but I think, yeah, that kind of smoke screen, I think that that putting yourself back on the right foot, if you look like you're going to be caught out and it's going to make you feel crap, having that, that smoke screen. Um, yeah, well, I think I've said this one before, but, I mean, I was just having the worst time, and it was when I was in Ireland, very early on at a massive family reunion that was everyone was up for the crack and uh, it was when my yeah beautiful cousin-in-law was like ah but go on what what are you having and all the rest of it <laughs> I'm gonna get strung up for that accent and I was like oh no and she was like but why why aren't you drinking then go on you think you're being a little doll why are you not drinking <laughs> and I just said to her oh I've I've been drinking since 1987 and I needed a night off, and um, which wasn't far from the truth. No, it was. I mean, that was to me as worse than I am. It uh, was. So she laughed and luckily moved on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I was, those uh... are
0: good ones, like deflective. Oh, like so I've there's said...
1: another one from my other friend who said, um, and she was a real sort of party person, and the life and soul and someone said that to her and put her on the spot and she went well she said oh, I want to I want to go to I want to have a party but I don't want to be the party yeah <laughs> That's I love that yeah what about you I, um yeah I mean I've used that kind of
0: like no I like I don't know just something along the lines of like like i've tr- now i've done it all so mm. there's nothing left for me to do or <laughs> i'm too yeah. tired i wore myself out like i started too young so i've got yeah. no energy those sort of things yeah sort kind of, of like little brush offs kind of thing. i mean if you if yeah. you're really brave you can turn the question i've never done this but mm. I, I might try it one day because you know if you're really brave you can be like, like why why do you drink you know mm. if someone says why don't you drink you be like why why do you drink? Mm. That's pretty badass, yeah. but I yeah. haven't been been brave enough to use that one. Yeah, yeah.
1: And also, I remember um, well uh, as another really good friend of mine who totally didn't get it, who thought I was being far too hard on myself and was just like, "But surely, and can you?" And well, and I remember us sitting down and her saying, "Well, can you just like if you can you know, if you can't drink wine, if you can't drink wine." Can you just sort of have something like a whiskey? And I physically (sighs) retched, and and then she was just like, "Oh, (laughs) that's." I think I've got my answer. It's like an answer, so it's quite funny because I actually just went, "Oh oh God, the thought of that's absolutely (laughs) disgusting." So I was like, "No, it's just no point, really." What no a thing to, to say as well. Yeah, that's life. that whole kind of. But that's in in our culture, isn't it? And, and even where as part of the kind of harm reduction model, which we, you know, I've got mixed, you know, obviously mixed feelings about. Is that okay? Yeah. You know, habit change. Why don't you try something else? But haven't we all done that? It's like, okay, if I drink beer, I won't get into trouble. So like, yeah. you how
0: know, is that going to work? Still alcohol. Yeah 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 so I think I think that's the the key kind of learning is like yeah build a smoke screen or self-protect from those Mm. that really are I mean a friend of mine Rose Rose Romaine who's a recovery coach she said that just in general she has a kind of traffic light system with Mm. people like um you know green light people are very few and those are that she can one hundred percent trust with her truths. Mm. And orange are kind of people she likes a lot, um, mm. but she keeps herself to herself. Mm. I like um, that. Um and then and then red red light people are literally like danger, you know. Yeah. And I think that, especially if you're vulnerable, that's quite a, a nice system to use. Just really I think like, that's genius.
1: And especially if you're a bit of a people pleaser and an over explainer and all the rest of it, like, I know I definitely was and you were saying you are, you know, if you're a communicator, then Mm. you want to tell everyone and have a good old chat about it. And it's like, but also you want people to support you. (laughs) So my husband always says, like, so what do you want me to say? It's like, you just kind of, you just tell me how you want me to respond. And then I'll just say that. Kate I'm just like I want to tell him and moan on him but I don't want him to then turn around and go no that's not a good idea I just want him to go oh
0: yeah great crack on (laughs) (laughs) well I think that's something that we wanted to put up as as well sort of flag up is is you know why are you telling people yeah and what is it that you're you're looking for in that response you know because so often we're we're looking for approval really Mm. you know um especially if we're not sure in things and that's why it can be so dangerous because you're looking for approval or sort of reassurance Mm. um, from people but we're asking the wrong people you know
1: and I think there's that bound. That's you know what some of the work that I've definitely, definitely got got better at is that sort of boundary thing. Of
0: mm. do
1: you remember that whole don't compare your outsides, your insides with other people's outsides? Was just like mm. the quote that cut through for me, and I was like, oh god, yes, that's exactly what I'm doing, and that's because I had so little dialogue a reliable dialogue and feedback from myself that Mm. I was looking outside for all the cues of whether I was being appropriate if I was doing well enough you know I was measuring all my worth and and my behavior by being hyper vigilant with all of my surroundings Mm. and people so Mm. to learn to go quiet and build those connections with myself was was it was all about that so that i think that's the other thing is as you go along and you you know apply the self-compassion and your boundaries get stronger because they just do don't they? when you're so you can't help it because you can feel them um i think that is part of those one of those inevitable beautiful growth bits that you don't give a damn so much you feel better bloody blah but i think definitely in those early days it's like Ah, oh, just the smoke screen is really important and the support like we said you know
0: yeah and I think um you know not explaining mm. like opting out you know is is has been very uh huge learning for me mm-hmm. Of like just saying you know you're you're like your gut is saying I don't want to go to this party yeah like everything about you is saying I don't want to go there's going to be so and so there and they're going to give me a hard time and I don't know what to say and I, I really just don't feel up for it mm. and and then we're like but how can I get out of it it's just like sorry I can't come and send the message yeah it's like you don't have to explain no you don't exactly and people get over say, it and just say sorry I, I can't come am just sorry, I'm, I can't come tonight. I hope you yeah. have a really great time and I'll catch up with you soon. Send. Yeah. You no, know. And I remember sort of the first time I sort of sent a message like that, I was so terrified, but it was fine. Mm. It was just like, all right. And also I think because you think that you are intrinsically important in social occasions with alcohol and actually – what's intrinsically important is people being able to drink and it's it's a horrible Mm. horrible realization that actually they don't really care whether you're there or not as long as there's someone to get pissed with Mm. (laughs) I mean you know and if they really want to spend time with you then they will seek out that time to like come and have a coffee or a tea Mm. and it's 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 hardcore learning you're like oh right okay Mm." (laughs) so that's what our friendship was
1: Based mm. on, but
0: better to know it and to, you know, find people that really kind of want to spend time with you without alcohol than to ca- continue sort of living a half life, really, and mm. damaging yourself because you want to be part of something that essentially has nothing to do with you anyway. It's just to do with drinking, you know. Yeah. That's positive, isn't it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was going to say that I, f- I feel like quite lucky because I think my friendships that I've built up, I mean, apart from sort of recent sort of friendships of convenience, I'd say around hmm. school, that's where that became very apparent. But people that were kind of, you know, that that were my old crew from Brighton, we just, you know, there were different things going on, there were different values and um you know though those run deep and they'll always be there and so that's the flip side of it is that you might be really pleasantly surprised and find that actually you've got a shitload of people who really just are there for you you know hmm. I've yeah, been surprised it, it I've depends. been pleasantly
0: surprised you know I think it depends whether um your problem with alcohol was very individual yeah You know, or it it was part of a bigger group issue, you know, certainly. And for me, like, yeah, because you had your music and it was around kind of community. And as you say, there was lots of values, but certainly with one group of friends, you know, it it was about partying. That was Mm. the common value of getting wasted. Mm -hmm. And, you know, obviously music and stuff like that, but essentially it was about not giving a fuck and being mm. hedonistic so like when you take that out, yeah. it's like cool yeah so, and also for actually, sure that i like, yeah
1: and i have been in situations with that with mm. those people that are not my friends but are part of that wider thing and it and and yeah and i can definitely see that once people start getting wasted And if that's the main focus, then that's it. You know, that's there's just no connection there. Mm. And there's a few people that I would actively avoid and situations Mm. that I routinely avoid. Like I really do avoid a lot to protect my limited sort of space and energy because I am an introvert and I don't want to spend my time hanging out with people that will drain me in situations that I'm not going to enjoy. It's like, Mm. but that's like, you know, we've been six years at this game, you know, so Mm. it just, it it gets better, doesn't it? And yeah, 100%, you know.
0: And I think that comes with understanding the value of your life. Mm. It's like when you step away from something which is repetitive behavior of kind of numbing out and non-engaging in your life, you know, then you kind of give a shit about what you do with your mm. time because it's like you've had to study your time and all of a sudden you've ha- got all this time you've mm. got to do something with. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, like every – all I ever did was, you know, I didn't have any hobbies or anything. I just socialized and had nice meals and went to, you know, restaurants and drank wine and went to parties and get got wasted and that was it. So now all of a sudden I've got all this time which is meaningful it's like mm. I don't really want to waste it mm. and also I've been to the brink of being very unwell and it kind of value my life you know mm. now so yeah so I think
1: that is I think all of this is that like you say to to protect this kind of fledgling like you know, if you if you if you like a Bambi or something, you know when you start out, it's a bit rabbit in mm. headlights, like, like a Bambi, and that person needs help to nurture and to feel support and to get stronger. So, mm. no, that's that's what it's about, isn't it? It's it's giving yourself the space and permission and some tools to feel good about it and uh, and let that that confidence mm. grow and not putting yourself at risk and not feeling like you've got to throw yourself on your sword to explain it or be a crusader as well because I think that was definitely something I did I was like right I'm going to be bloody minded and I'm gonna because I saw that was my role is to be a bit of a crusader and mm. definitely at the beginning it was a bit too early for that <laughs> would be like and another thing
0: and then I'd be like oh no I just want to go and hide so you know yeah it was quite interesting we were having a chat about that and I did a sober meetup in London and we were talking about that um you know proving a point Mm. it's like well I want to go because I want to prove a point that I can still go out and and socialize without alcohol and it's like okay like but if you're proving a point then that means that you're surrounded by people that don't get it mm. because there's a you know if you were people you, that were supportive the wouldn't be you would <laughs> you wouldn't have to prove a point <laughs> yeah and so like if you look back a step back at that and go, right, okay, so what does that mean about this group of people that I'm around mm. like why do I feel like I have to prove a point like that means that they don't have my back mm. and it's difficult it's difficult to understand you know your relationships with people and how unhelpful or difficult they could they could be because you've never had to look at it before but mm. things like that make you think you're like oh right yeah yeah I'm having to prove a point here like yeah. I mean I went to I went to dinner the other day and this, this man was just awful and you know like shoving sort of whiskey in front of my husband even though he was driving Mm. and you know that constant thing of of mocking me and my accent in French and just he was just not very nice um, to be around Um, and our values don't match um, in life Mm. Um, and I only went to sort of you know support my husband because he asked me to go but there was definitely nothing about Proving a point, I just sat there and was like just waited for the evening to end. It's like I'm not gonna put myself in this position again. Mm. But I was not gonna like take him on either, because it was just like there's no point. Mm. So I just sat quietly and just spent time with the kids and just waited for it to be over, really, which is, yeah. Which is great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So okay. Um, so To sum up, Mm -hmm. um, stay close to tell your truths to the sober community. Um, Keep yourself protected. Mm -hmm. Use a smokescreen, you know, for social occasions. Um, And, yeah, don't worry if you have to start again at day one. Um, Again, you can tell those truths to the sober community and, and we get it and um yeah look after yourself I suppose Mm -hmm. reflect deflect
1: yeah definitely and I think there's also that um I don't know if this is off topic but I think that also don't worry too much because I was thinking about you know close friends and stuff and I think that sometimes close friends don't get it at the beginning but then mm. they do, as time goes on and you, the, you know, if they're, if they're keepers, then they're keepers. And because I think there's another sort of fear of mine was that everything was going to change. Like, the, you know, what was my relationship with my husband going to be like? And mm. what was my friendships going to be like? So there was, there was that big, big, big fear. So just kind of, you know, even like transitions are sticky, so there may be some uncomfortable stuff, but it doesn't necessarily mean that that's all going to end then or that's mm. all over, you know, so I I, I do that as well. Mm. Breathe a bit and just go, oh, you know, it's all right. It's all going to be all right. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so we come to the end, haven't we? And yep. what's your tip of the day? Hmm. <sighs>
0: tip of the day um well i've been watching this amazing uh series about it's called our oh, crazy planet i think our crazy rock uh it's a darren Ar- i can't say his name either Ar- Ar- Laskowski, um mm-hmm. netflix documentary um with will smith and it's basically about space and the planet and things um but things like that, just, I don't know. They, When you are looking at the wider world, there's something, a lot of learning, like connection of just like, wow, like this is, I mean, it's crazy stuff. It's one um, strange rock. One strange rock, thank you. Okay. Um, and that beautiful imagery mm. of kind of like speed up camera work and just that, I don't know, I just, I find things like that very um, wholesome mm. and helpful in terms of feeling like connected that's awe, isn't it yeah
1: do you think think there's an awe awe thing there of seeing how amazing the planet is and
0: yeah i guess so yeah so that's my tip of the day go watch Mm. that program because it's pretty mind-blowing yeah and i'm watching it with the kids so nice which is nice
1: Mm. um and you tip of the day? Tip of the day. Just get outside and move. I think. Move and move a bit more, and do a bit more movement. I think I'm I'm very much about this at the moment. I was talking to the, a yoga teacher the other day, and I posted something on Instagram actually about how much I end up on the floor at the moment. But obviously not because mm. I'm <laughs> I'm not drunk falling over. <laughs> Oh, well, that's not funny. Um, no, but I am. Um, I, yeah, I tend to need, and I think that's again that I think as the, the somatic feedback are very in my head a lot of the time, and so I notice myself if I'm getting slightly anxious or a bit fizzy, I go and if it's socially acceptable and it's not like I'm not in danger, like I'm <laughs> crossing a road. <laughs> I'm quite likely to go and lie down on the floor, and it just sorts me out. So I just think all well, that mm. kind of physical feedback is uh, that's mine at the moment. So it wouldn't be move; it would be go and lie down on the floor, but in a rolly around way. Yeah, and like yeah, roll around, and and I really like lying face down on the floor because I feel like something about the front body being held by the floor is a very very calming to me. So mm. I just sink in, I feel my, ch- my cheek nuzzled into the ground and I just let everything go. And yeah, it just feels very calming. So mm.
0: I like it. Reason to love sober?
1: Reason to love sober. Mm. Um, just being, um, living life in an engaged way meaning that i don't miss i don't waste precious time i think mm. i've got um i know someone who's very very ill at the moment um who's near to me, and you know i just i just feel like grateful that uh, i'm i'm living every moment mm. yeah so i think that nice
0: yeah for me um i've had quite a lot of um quite a lot of chats because the kids are on half term. I've had quite a lot of chats with my daughter over the last couple of days um, and working at kind of how she can express her emotions. Um, And just, I think when you, you know, stop drinking, you have to, I mean, if it's going to be sustainable long-term, you have to learn skills, emotional You know, intelligent skills. You have to learn about your emotions and how you deal with them, and Mm. how to cope with stress. And you know, and so I could give her all these different techniques. You Mm. know, about about her expressing herself. So it was like, well, if it's hard face to face, we could always go for a walk and side by side. It's not so difficult. Or you could write me a letter. Or um, so we've got a real letter thing going on at the moment. Mm. I keep seeing little like packages popping through under the door. Or you could, you know, um, what was the other one? Or we could use like an emotions wheel and you can like just point to the feelings that you're feeling. And I wouldn't have known any of that stuff, you know, a couple Mm -hmm. of years ago. And also, even more than that, the fact that I was present, you Mm -hmm. know, the fact that she they can come in my room, you know, at sort of 10 o'clock and I'll be reading my book. And if they use the code words like. Can I talk? Can we talk? Mm. I know that they need me and I'm there. Mm. Um, And again, like I've been up at 6.30, so I could get up and I read the letter that she wrote and then I could write one back and slip Mm. it under her door before she woke up. And those things, it's just like, wow, that's like a massively different picture to what would have been happening if I was drinking, you Mm. know. And part of the reason why she has these issues with sort of expressing emotions is when she was a kid, she would come down you know, and, and want to talk about her emotions at nine o'clock. And I'd shout at her and tell her to go to bed because mm. I was having mummy wine time in front of the telly and I wanted to be left the fuck alone. And mm. so there's a lot there. I mean, it's quite mm. emotive for me, for sure. But um, it it, it it's, it's that understanding that things can be healed, I yeah. suppose. Yeah. You know, it's like we might have made mistakes or there might be tricky things in the past. You know, but there were reasons why and I'm compassionate with myself and I also know that I can do something about it And and also, just sorry, I know this is very long but to know that when I say but I don't do that anymore so you yes. can trust me that's really powerful it's like I don't do that behaviour anymore so that's not going to happen so you mm-hmm. can talk to me because I'm not going to shout at you and tell you to go away
1: mm-hmm. you know,
0: so that's quite, quite well, um,
1: emotional no I find that yeah I really feel that it's like no and and how how I don't know what the word is sort of deep that is for you and for mm. her that trust it's like you trust yourself she can trust you you can trust yeah. each other and that is massive so you know shout out to that dude I love that and um mm. yeah yeah it's beautiful we recover you know indeed, indeed. Yeah. indeed okay so we're gonna leave that there and um if you're immediately concerned about your drinking then reach out you can reach out to us at info at com. send us a message or on instagram um i'm love sober mandy's mandy underscore love sober
0: yeah there's a dots love love dots, dots sober sober at the one. end yeah yeah and
1: um or, you know, Alcohol Change has um, agencies of local support. There's just many, many online groups and obviously GP, etc. So just, you know, like we say it every week, but there's lots of us now talking about this and you can find us all over the place. So, you know, there's no, no reason to feel alone anymore. Just do a shout out and get some support from somewhere. OK, lots of love and we'll speak to you next week. Bye. Bye bye.